Yo, it's the Southside's own Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So Jake Bentley chased and dropped in the 15-yard line. Roquan, the chef, Smith. Roquan Smith, he's the highlight show of this defense. In the ring, steve has got him up. A slam. But Blair, he's got one, two. He's got it. He's got it. And there it goes. Abreu massacres this ball to left center field. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Live from Chicago, this is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is the telephone number. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com, tweetjhood. Also on Snapchat, snapjhood, you follow me on Snapchat. I'll follow you back guaranteed here on this Tuesday night. Glad that you are with us tonight, Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. If you're a wrestling fan, 90 minutes from now, we will be talking professional wrestling slash sports entertainment. So if you're into it or if someone's into it, tell them to tune in at 930 for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Every single Tuesday, 30 minutes after SmackDown Live is over on the USA Network right here on ESPN 1000. We've got a lot to get to before we get there because um, we have tickets to give away for Camping World 400. Camping World 400 taking place at the Chicagoland Speedway. I've got three four-packs to give away between now and 10 o'clock Chicago time. So if you want to win these for someone or if you want to go, it takes place on June 30th, which is Sunday. I've got tickets to give away for that for the Chicagoland Speedway. It's our way of saying thanks for listening to Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood weeknights here on ESPN 1000. So I want you to win for yourself. I think it's a, first of all, it's a great time because it's Chicagoland Speedway. I've been there several times. And it's always a fun time because of the tailgating and then, of course, the actual race. But uh, but I really want you to go or win these for someone. And, again, it's for Camping World 400, and I've got three four-packs to give away. We'll tell you how you can win those between now and 10 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000. So you're listening to Under the Hood as we broadcast live from our first Midwest Bank studios. Keeping our eyes on the Cubs and the White Sox. The White Sox and the Red Sox tied at three at a rainy Fenway Park. Uh, the Sox are going with bullpen by committee. Oh, and that loss hurt yesterday, by the way. An opportunity to 
uh, maybe win that ball game. Kind of a, a brain fart, I thought, from Tim Anderson with bases loaded and uh, an opportunity to get out of the inning with two outs. And instead of going the short way to third base to try to get the force play, he tries to go to first base, try to make the spectacular play, and the Sox end up losing that ball game. So they're trying to get retribution here tonight against the Red Sox over at Fenway Park. We'll keep your eyes on that ball game as well as the Cubs and the Atlanta Braves. Well, you know what we do, right? If you're a listener to this program, you know every night at 8 o'clock we give you something NFL, something college, something fantasy, something football. With the summer of football. The summer of football. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. With Jonathan Hood. Come on, baby, let's get it. Let's go now. You fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Drive starts. Went deep in their own territory. And it's packed off at the 25-yard line. Eddie Jackson. And he'll go in for the touchdown. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. Pressure now on Mahomes. He's in trouble. Now gets it away. Are you kidding? Barkley up the middle, cuts to the outside. Saquon Barkley across midfield. Standard bounds, and Barkley takes it all the way. Summer of football. All right, flips it open. Justin Ross off and running, and Clemson strengthens its grip on this championship game. Williams in the game for the first time this year for Notre Dame. Takes the handoff and takes off. Let's go. The summer of football. You got it. Working. Right here on ESPN 1000. I think we ain't there yet. And the ESPN app. This, my friends, is a summer of football. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app as we celebrate the great game of football, pal. Football. You never know if we have a guest on college, on pro football, Fancy football, gambling aspect. There might be rare sound that you might have missed. We'll have some of that as well this half hour before we get to Tales from the Hood coming up at the bottom of the hour. But football, we are always ahead of the curve. This is our fourth year doing uh, Summer of Football because we want to be the head of the curve. We want you to get ready for football season. We do it earlier than anybody else here at ESPN 1000, the Summer of Football. Our guest for Summer of Football is someone to talk Bears with us. What are our expectations for the Bears for the upcoming season? Uh, let's hear from a former Bear, friend of the program, Jerry Azuma. Zoom joins us here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Zoom, as always, I appreciate your time. I've seen you um, at a lot of baseball games lately, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, my fiance is basically a huge White Sox fan. She grew mm-hmm. up on the uh, south side of Chicago. So um, she goes to a lot of the games, and I've just been kind of joining her. And I live on the north side now, so I go to the Cubs games as well. So it's baseball season, and we've just been doing that a lot lately. Oh, I know that you spent time uh, with your teammates for the uh, the celebration for the Chicago Bears, Bears 100. That looked like that was a lot of fun, just to be, uh, be back with your teammates and a lot of stories, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, amazing time. You know, got to see a lot of guys that I've played with that don't live in the area that kind of flew in for this. Um, and just to be in a room full of greatness, you know, and, and rich uh, history and tradition. You know, all the Hall of Famers were there, um, guys from the 85 Bears. Um, all the present guys were there as well. So it was a great combination of old and new. And uh, just to be in that room was just fantastic. 
did some of the newer bears talk to you? I, I understand that was a problem where there was kind of this awkwardness from some of them uh, wanting to pick the brains of the veterans. I mean, it's like just because you play today doesn't mean you have all the answers. It's always good to be able to you know find more information uh, about some of the veterans if you're a young player, right? Yeah, for for sure, for sure. And there was a lot of that. Um, there was a lot of interaction um, from the old guys um, to the new guys. So um, the room was real, like, comfortable. Um, everybody went up and kind of introduced themselves and just got to, you know, chit-chat and learn a little bit more about, about each other. So it was a really, really cool environment. Anybody in the on the Bears defense you got a chance to talk to? Maybe somebody in secondary, show them a few moves? <laughs> I don't think I can show anybody any, any moves nowadays. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of my favorite players, obviously, is uh, Kyle Fuller. Um, last year, he stepped up tremendously and uh, got the job done, um, making the Pro Bowl as well, and you know making his mark on on the Bears' defense. So um, it was really good to uh, connect with him, um, and also you know Mac is is obviously the man, and you know what he brings to the Chicago Bears' defense is extremely special. Jerry Azuma with Jonathan Hood on the Summer of Football on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app as we just count down the days to Bourbon A. Jerry, um, the Bears last season, many were just disappointed because you saw how the Bears were clicking, especially on the defensive side of the football. And then, again, a missed kick uh, it still sticks in the craw of a lot of Bears fans. But what were your overall thoughts on how the Bears performed last year? I think they outperformed. Um, I don't think there, there was a lot of like big expectations for the Bears, um, but you know, once they started going, we just saw that the potential that they could have. And, you know, they just took one game at a time and just basically did the, the necessary things to win games, um, whether it's a, whether they had to grind it out or whether they had to, you know, kind of shoot it out. They just did the necessary things to win. Defensively, they stepped up. Um, they were creating turnovers all over the place. And, uh, you know, with the addition of Mac, I mean, that just kind of elevated everyone's play because everyone wanted to be the next one to make a play. So um, the team had so much juice left, and the fact that it came down to um, that missed field goal to end their season was very disappointing. But, you know, it just kind of sets them up uh, for this year. Obviously, they're going to be faced with a lot of uh, tough competition, you know, a lot of uh, people that were in the playoffs. And people are going to be gunning for the Bears now. You know, they're definitely on the radar. So um, they have to just kind of continue to take steps forward and uh, do the necessary do the necessary things to – to stack up some wins and get back into the playoffs. What stood out most about the Bears' defense last year? Um, you, you know, it's one thing to have Khalil Mack, but before Mack even got here, Zoom, it still was a solid defense. You know, I, yeah. I was a big fan of the defense before he got. So, what did you like about what you saw defensively from the Bears? I liked how fast they were um, and and how much pressure they put on the uh, the quarterback and, and on the offense as a whole. Um, they're a pressure defense, and they're able to create that pressure. And once you create that pressure, you know, good things happen for the defense. And they were able to take the ball away a lot and score a lot of points behind that and set up the the, the offense in good field position so that they can be successful. So once you put all those things together, man, like and, – and, and one person wants to be the, the, the person to make the next play, um, it gets very contagious. And uh, they basically just put it all together, and it was a, it was a great great time to watch. Zuma, I am uh, concerned about the running game for the Bears because it, you know here, here's what well, you continue to hear about Jordan Howard is is that Jordan Howard probably wasn't 
the running back that Matt Nagy wanted. He wanted to have a little, someone a little bit more versatile. And I just think that uh, Jordan Howard was solid in the position that he was in. The, if you want to upgrade that position, you, you have your right as a team. I get it. But I thought that Jordan was a solid running back, and now he's not there. So how significant will that yeah. be? Uh, without having someone of a veteran presence that can can run between the tackles if you want him to. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Howard. Um, he was a, a Pro Bowl player, so he knew how to do do his job and get the job done. Um, but this this game um, and with Nagy's offense, I think it's kind of geared towards you know just quick strikes and uh, seeing how fast we can get into the end zone. If you look all around this roster, it's just built on speed, 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 speed. And I think that he wanted to upgrade the speed part with the um, with the running back. It's going to be interesting to see how Montgomery kind of you know um, falls in line with uh, with this uh, scheme uh, because he's a rookie. This is his first year, and uh, you know there's going to be some big expectations from him as well. So um, I just think Nagy wants to kind of have that dynamic uh, running back, something a little bit more than what Jordan Howard can uh, provide, and hopefully he has it. We're going to find out what kind of back Tariq Cohen is because I want to find out how many how many touches will he get. See, to me, this is yeah. not a traditional running back. This is a gadget back. And, and mm-hmm. there's value in that, too, because he's got the speed and he's got the shiftiness. But in the mm-hmm. traditional sense, as someone who played the position, by the way, we always got to remember that. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, a long, long time ago. <laughs> <Well>, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> we got to make sure we let everyone know that Azuma actually was going to be a great running back, but, you know, they uh, the Bears saw something different. Um, but I, I want to see um, just how the running back position will be run out. Uh, again, in this offense, it, it is about going down the field. It's about side to side, as we saw last year. But, the, you know, mm-hmm. especially when the weather gets bad, there's still value running the ball. I don't think that Tariq is that back, but I think maybe it's it's running back by committee. All I want is this. Yeah, I think I want, it will be. I, 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 Well, here's what I want. If 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 you can't surpass what Jordan Howard did offensively, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be happy because you have someone that could could have got the job done for you. So hopefully right. they can be able to surpass what Jordan did. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, you know, you know, you don't want them taking steps backwards you know, in the uh, backfield. So you want to take steps forward, obviously. But, um, you know, one thing I noticed is that Trubisky doesn't play under the center a lot. You know, he's mm-hmm. out the shotgun position. And uh, I think Jordan Howard is the type of back where if you're under center and you hand the ball off to him deep in the backfield, he can kind of create and run downhill, you know, um, and, in the offense. Where this offense now, it's it's kind of out of a sh- uh, shotgun, and, and there's underneath handoffs and things like that. So it shortens down that that time, that run game time. Um, and I just see that kind of being like the problem that Jordan Howard probably had, and I think that Nagy wanted to address that and and get somebody that can basically be that gadget type of player. So I think Tariq Cohen is going to have to step up really big in this offense. Um, his his name's going to be called a lot, but. Um, it's going to come down to see what Montgomery can do. Um, they have big expectations for him. They think that he can, you know, run down the middle of the football field uh, between the tackles and, and do some damage. And hopefully that's the case. Jerry Azuma with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Uh, can you kick? Uh, can you can you be a, a help to the kicking game? <laughs> Sir. I cannot be a help to the kicking game. You, yeah, I don't. I don't believe you. I think that as an all-around athlete, I mean, you ran the ball, you played in the secondary. Why can't you help the kicking game? It is something that needs help, and I don't know why you won't help your yeah. own team. 
yeah, I, I just can't do it anymore. But hopefully they can address that problem this year. Um, you know, it was deflating because I was at that game, too, at the playoff oh. game against the Eagles. And it was just deflating just seeing that missed kick. I mean, there was a glaring problem, obviously, with with this team, and that was their kicking game. And it kicked them in the butt eventually. <laughs> but um, hopefully they got that thing cleared up and uh, the, we won't make any uh, type of excuses that we don't have a kicker again. So here's what was mad, maddening about it, right? So it's one thing to lose the game because that kick, and he was un- he underachieved all season. He was not good. Right, right. Dude ran to the that Today was a Show. problem for sure. Yeah, but then he went to the Today Show and talk, talked to Hoda Kotb uh, and talked to her yeah. and just like and cried on her shoulder about his misfortune. And it's like, no, nah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> it was a little strange to see that. Uh, yeah, but. Yeah, that was that was weird. Um, how you going? How you going to hold it to tell your tell your problems? How does that happen? Yeah, that's. I have no no comment on that one. I, I just <laughs> I'm blank. I'm blank on that one. That was just weird. If you were his teammate, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be happy about that. Tell me, I'm right. I mean, I'd probably have a little talk with him, but uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody'd be happy in that situation. Um, you know, there's a way to to, to handle it, but. Going on the uh, the show and doing it that way, I don't know if that was the right way to do it. No, it was not. No, sir, it was not the <laughs> right way. No, it was not. I don't know what he was trying to prove there, but I was not. I mean, it's, hey, you feel bad? Yeah, for him, I, I don't then... know what he was looking for. It was it was weird. <laughs> I know it was. Um, what, who do you think is the biggest threat to the Bears? Uh, Zoom. Do you think it's is it always the Packers or is it the Vikings? Who I thought the Vikings would be able to get to the mountaintop last year. I thought all I needed was a quarterback, mm-hmm. and you saw what the Bears did against Cousins uh, and the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So, how, how do you see the division in that regard? Well, I think the division is getting better. I think the Lions can be really sneaky. I think um, the Vikings, when they're ready to play, they can be very dominant, especially on defense. And then they have that duo duo at wide receiver. Um, and they're getting their running back uh, back as well. So they, they can be dangerous if they start clicking. But Detroit is kind of like that that team that's just like we don't really know, and they could be dangerous as well because they have some really good players over there. And then you always have Green Bay. Now, Green Bay doesn't have the firepower that they did before, but they still have Aaron Rodgers, and he can create some things. So you have to look in the division and, and see who your, who your threats are and, you know, you just never really know. I I think Minnesota has a shot, and, and then Detroit, and then I think Green Bay is probably the weakest link because they don't really have too much for Aaron Rodgers. Zoom, I'm looking forward to the season. I don't know about you, but I think that you got to catch lightning in the bottle now, right? got to catch it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, you. Uh, you do have the Bears winning the division, do you not? I mean, I, I do. should ask you that. I do have the Bears winning the, the, the division, and then going back into the uh, playoffs, but this time winning their playoff game at home, right. <laughs> for sure. Okay, I want to double. I didn't want to assume because I didn't want. I didn't want to leave the the conversation. And you say, "Well, no, I actually had them as a wild card, and I think the Packers are going to win the division." Because if that's how you felt, I want to make <laughs> that's sure it's never going to come out of my mouth. Even <laughs> if the Packers are great, <laughs> it's never going to come out of my mouth. The Bears are going to win this division, and they're going to get into the playoffs and do some damage. And that's okay. how I see it. Okay, I just want to make sure because I didn't want to to think the opposite. I don't want to ever assume, you know, this is my business. I got to make sure I get you I, on record. I understand. I understand. Before the record of the Bears, I see them in the playoffs again. For it sure. Been, and winning. It, winning you would, 
you would have got headlines if you're like, you know, actually, I think the Lions will win the division. Uh, that would have been. <laughs> that would I mean, been the fun. division is going to be tough. Like the Lions yeah. have definitely stepped up. You know, Minnesota has stepped up. So there, there's some. They're going to have to go out there and they're going to have to work. And their division. I mean, not not the division, but in the uh, the schedule. If you look at the schedule, they're playing a lot of, you know, some really high power teams. Some teams that have been in the playoffs and have that experience. So it's going to be a battle out there. There's no, it's not going to be a, cake, a cakewalk. I mean, there's, it's out there that the Bears are going to be real good, and they have to go out there and dominate and get the job done and get into the playoffs. But they can do it. They can definitely do it. Zoom, I'm glad that we were able to connect here on the Summer of Football. Can't wait for the season to start. Thanks for coming on the show, as always. Thank you, good sir. I appreciate it. There he is, Jerry Azuma. With me, John the Hood, on the Summer of Football here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. We've got Tales from the Hood coming up at the bottom of the hour. A few things that you might have missed earlier regarding the Bears. i got to get to Jeff Fisher, right? <laughs> Jeff Fisher, we're not on the 7-9 BS. We're not on 7-9 BS. So Jeff Fisher, I think if he's not going to be a head coach again in the National Football League, as a talking head, as someone that is an opinionist, I'm all for it because Jeff Fisher always was striving for more, but always looking at mediocrity, especially with, lately with those Rams teams over the last few years. Uh, but, but now he's just out there with an opinion. He says that I wouldn't want to be Nagy's kicker. Listen. You know, none of us are in his locker room. We don't know the chemistry of his team, and it's his team, and it's his choice. And, you know, if that if he feels uh, – he's not doing it for any other reason. They feel it's going to help his, his young football mm-hmm. team get back. But, you know, I, I don't think I'd want to be a place kicker on his football team <laughs> yeah. right now. You know, that's, that's a hard – that's right. a hard job right there because you're going to watch this every day. And, you know, I got a place, a soft place in my heart for Cody Park. He went mm-hmm. to Auburn. So, but um, anyway, this is Coach Nagy's, you know, it's his, it's his prerogative to do what he wants. You know, at some point, he's going to let it go. At some point, mm-hmm. they need to go ahead and win a football game. Yeah. And, you know, it's months away from now. So, there's lots there from Jeff Fisher. Listen, every coach does it differently. You know, there's a reason why Matt Nagy has on his play sheet BU. Everyone's not going to be the same. Everybody is. The last thing I want in the National Football League is cookie cutter coaches. All the coaches doing the same thing. If Nagy is someone that's unique and does it his way, I have no problem with that. Watching the Bears, I have no problem with that. So, I mean, the way Jeff Fisher would do it, well, well, I guess we're not going to be 79 this year. We're turned around. Well, you know, here's the thing. Nagy's going to do it the way he wants to. So if that means showing that kick, if that means Augusta silence, whatever gets the job done, it doesn't matter how it's done, right? You just want to see a Super Bowl championship out of it if you're a Bears fan. So Stacey Dales from the NFL Network had some interesting things to say because um, the Bears have a number of holes still, I think, that needs to be addressed. Not holes in a negative way, but just certain places around the Bears you look at, whether it's the kicking game, whether the question marks about the running game, um, looking at the secondary. How do the Bears get it done? Some thoughts now from Stacey Dales. What are the Bears saying this offseason? Be better than 12-4. and four. I mean, that's what they're saying. 12 wins isn't good enough in the NFL. And it's you think about all the teams that go 500, right, guys? Like, it's so hard to win Rich, in this league, when I go in locker rooms and, you know, Nagy is, you know, be you, uh, we, not me. Mm-hmm. He, he is a master motivator. I love being around him. 
I'll sometimes write down things he says because I am there a lot. I live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many interesting coaches in this league that bring something different to the table. And he he brings something different to the table. It's like when you think of Sean McVay. We want to talk about the offense, right? Mm-hmm. And how innovative it is. It's all the little things they do before the season starts that you don't see. Uh, when I was in London a couple of years ago, you know, Andrew Whitworth is one of my favorite players in, in the NFL. And just some of the things that he told me as to how uh, one man can change a culture. Mm-hmm. You think of Anthony Davis coming to the Lakers and now they're a contender. Right. Well, when you get a contender for a coach, it's such an important job and or quarterback. The two, you know, faces of of a franchise and that's what Nagy had oh, brings yeah. to the equation and, and Trubisky has this team humbly in the palm of his hand How do, what do you mean by that <sighs> he's so awesome rich <laughs> he's such a great guy mm-hmm. his teammates just love him and he's humble he's like one of the guys Tom Brady's like one of the guys mm-hmm. you know they want to play hard for him. His offensive line wants to block for him, block for the runners. He wants to block for Trubisky and and pass protect for Trubisky. And it's just a really neat thing to watch when that culture thing works. Mm-hmm. You know, so and a you, few teams have it. So some uh, really interesting insight there from Stacy Dales um, from the Rich Eisen show. Interesting thoughts that she had there about the Chicago Bears and Matt Nagy. I will say this: uh, you know who else was a really nice guy? Mark Trustman was a nice guy. I'm not swayed by words. You can do things that you want to on your football team. You're the coach of it. But the idea that, well, he has a lot of these long phrases and these certain catchphrases, it's fine. But it's about results, okay? That's what it's all about. And some, listen, this, the, in the whole world, people have been swayed by speeches. In politics, in education, in sports, in entertainment, you're swayed by words. And, and so... Matt Nagy can have the most eloquent press conference and he can really try to talk to the players in a certain way that resonates. But the bottom line is, is that if you're not holding the Vince Lombardi trophy, if you're not an NFL champion, then those words fall flat. Trustman would answer every question five, six, seven minutes at a time. That's great. But where was the end result? Words don't win championships. Action does. Let's go in the film room. With Brian Baldinger and Ron Jaworski, they were talking about how much they really love watching Akeem Hicks for the Bears. Listen to this. If you do your due diligence as a defensive lineman and prepare like a professional during the week, you're going to know any deviation of what his norm is. But you can see the pressure on the fingertips. You can see the pressure on the fingertips. You can see the bend in the hips. You can see his head, whether his head is down, whether he's looking in, out. You have to put these in your little Rolodex and make sure you bring them out at the right time. Wilson out of the gun, sticks it in the belly of the back, and Hicks eats him up and down he goes. This is even worse. It's I know it now. That move is coming out. The right guard here, he's giving it away. How tight he is. Yeah. He's back. Sometimes they'll give it with their eyes. You almost beat the hand off here. <laughs> I get excited when I watch football. You should be. But but those plays, like anytime you get those negative plays, they could be a sack, tackle for loss. Like those things are just fun. <laughs> Most definitely. Play the swim move. The center had no chance. That's the quickness of a big man for you. 
I think that's been one of the biggest things about, you know, our culture change in Chicago. Yeah. Is that guys love to celebrate other success. Yeah. yeah. We, look how excited he is. Before I get up to celebrate. <laughs> Let's go, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Uh, it's special, man. I like his enthusiasm, and we hope to have Akeem Hicks on again. We always have him on before the season. I love his enthusiasm. We want to, to for you to hear him talking to Baldinger and Jaworski, two guys that really love the game. So does Akeem Hicks for the Chicago Bears. Let's see if we can get him in the woods again, Hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hopefully. We can get him working out in the woods like last year. Hopefully he won't be too distracted, Davis. That's true. And that is a summer of football right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Don't forget, I've got tickets to give away. Listen closely how you can win tickets to the Camping World 400. We've got tickets to give away. i got see. i got three four-packs to give away uh, before we're done at 10 o'clock. Stay by your listening device. I want you to win these tickets. I'll tell you how, uh, how you can do that coming up between now and 10 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000. Tales from the Hood, the Andre Iguodala edition is next. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone. Hey, yo, J. Hood. Talk that barbershop talk, dude. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. It's the Cubs, it's the Braves. Here's Jesse Rogers with more. Jess? All right, Jay Hood. Cubs leading this game 2-1, but in a pickle here in the top of the fifth inning as Albert Azalai is getting pulled. Another nice ovation for him. He pitched well after giving up a first-pitch home run to Ronald Acuna Jr., but he tired here in the fifth. He walked the pitcher with two outs and a man on third. Then he walked the next man, Acuna, uh, to load the bases here with two outs. So it's going to be Mike Montgomery facing Dansby Swanson with two outs and the bases loaded in the top of the fifth. Cubs leading 2-1 on a Wilson Contreras two-run double. He's been hot against the Braves so far, but... This lead is in jeopardy as uh, Montgomery trots in from bullpen to face Swanson. Back to you. All right. Thank you, Jesse. And the White Sox. White Sox losing to the Red Sox 5-3. That game's in the bottom of the fifth. Um, we, we were watching the game while we were doing our, uh, our summer of football segment. We saw Tim Anderson on a ground ball right to him, and he was a little bit off-balanced and tried to throw the ball to Abreu over at first base and twisted his ankle. He had to be taken off the field, uh, had a couple of people helping him off the field, and that one leg was dangling. It looked like he might have twisted an ankle or something like that. Now, it's wet conditions because it's been raining a lot in Boston. and uh, But it's it's been raining, but not enough to stop the game. But it's been muddy conditions in that infield, and he twisted his ankle uh, and so we'll keep our eyes on Tim Anderson. We know he's out of the game, but just what that injury is, we don't know what it is just as of yet, but Anderson out of the game after twisting his ankle on a, a ball to him uh, in the infield, trying to get to Abreu, and he just went down in a heap, writhing in pain. So we'll keep you updated on uh, an exciting player for the White Sox, Tim Anderson, as we give you Tales from the Hood. What do you got here? This is your car. My car? I said a 10-second car, not a 10-minute car. Pop the hood. Pop the hood? Pop the hood. Tales from the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Here we go. 
Time for Tales from the Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. And it's brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. The Wildcats return to Ryan Field this fall after a nine-win season to host Michigan State, Ohio State, Iowa, Purdue, and more. Buy tickets now at nusports.com, nusports.com. As a matter of fact, Davis, I, uh, I bought... See this in my hand right here? I bought the Phil Steele 2019 College Football Preview. Oh, so where's Northwestern right? I have not cracked it open yet. When I when I take a few days off, I usually do it when I got a few days off. You, you know, get on the patio, crack it open, start putting a yellow highlighter together for our, our Chicago's College Tailgate Show this fall. We got some surprises for you for that uh, Tailgate Show, by the way. We're gonna have some fun with that. But I will uh, I will let you know because you know on summer of football we're gonna cover college football. So yes, sir. Is Fitz on the cover? <laughs> <laughs> No, Lovey's on the cover. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a curse. Last thing we need is a curse. Curse of the cover down in Champagne. Over under three wins. Over, over under three wins. What do you have? I'll take the over. Really? I'm going to step on a limb. We go 500 this year. Uh, all right. Four wins. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the cover, actually, Shea Patterson from Michigan, DeAndre Swift from Georgia, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, and uh, Tua Taco. Uh, Tua uh, from Alabama. <laughs> that guy. Uh, we'll be talking about him as far as the draft. We'll find out his draft position, by the way, um, uh, after this upcoming college football season. Tales from the Hood, though. We got this is the Andre Iguodala edition of Tales from the Hood. And Davis, you know what I always tell you, right? I, I, well, I actually tell you a lot of things. We talk about it all the time, Hood. Some of it, some of it, you can use. Some of it, you, you don't need. But here's what I will tell you: you take this to your, you take this to your grave or mine. There, when it comes to athletes, I, if you have an FM show or if you have a show that is involved music and not a sports station, you can get information. And so I'm looking, and I, again, I read about this. I did not hear this, so I think a lot of us are going to hear this for the first time. Andre Iguodala, Springfield's own Andre Iguodala from the Golden State Warriors, had a lot to say. The Breakfast Club, right? Yes, sir. Breakfast yeah, so he's there. Charlemagne and DJ Envy today. Oh, oh, just those two. No, just no, Angela two. Yee. No Yee. Okay, so he's doing DJ, a lip service. DJ Envy say yeah. nothing. Um, and lip services her podcast. Pardon the expression. Look, there you go. So there you go. So so I, I, it is amazing. Athletes will say something on an FM station, on a music station, something that's not sports, and something sometimes not even ESPN. They'll go someplace because they feel comfortable. They think it's a safe space. Andre Iguodala had a lot to say. And I think they'll, you'll find this interesting. So let's go to the Breakfast Club. Okay. Let us start here with... Uh, I want to talk about his in, uh, talk about uh, blackballing for a second. Mark Jackson. There's a reason why Mark Jackson has not been back in the NBA. You know, he was a Golden State Warriors coach. And he's been a great analyst for ESPN ABC for a while. And you think, how come he's not coaching? Well, Andre Godala on The Breakfast Club had some thoughts on why Mark Jackson is not coaching in the NBA right now. I just talked about it earlier, about playing a part. But if that's not who you really are, you can't play the part. You can't play the politic politics game. And I think it was a lot of that. Like, we were huge fans of Mark, the players. He was ultimate players coach. He was, like, one of my favorite coaches of all time. It was like, come in, compete, play hard. And then he was going to put you in the 
best position to get the most money. Like, it was players who got paid because of him that shouldn't have got paid. He was like, look, man, if you just do this, you're going to get paid. And I'm going to send you out there to do it. That's all I want you to do is do this. Just go get paid. And then he said it. Yeah, I remember he said Steph and Clay were going to be the best backcourt ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They said he was crazy. They did. Mm-hmm. This was six, six, seven. This was seven years ago. And that joint, like, it came to fruition. But I feel like just the politics of it, man. And When you say politics, what do you mean? I know they, they used to be upset because he was too religious, they said. Did he make y'all go to church? That was a rumor that he made y'all go to nah, church. No, he, oh. he didn't make us go to church. Like, he offered it to us. And we all went as a team because okay. we got a team bunch of believers. So we went to church. Like, we was going to church regardless. Mm-hmm. But it was the politics. And then you know how it is. When they, once they want you out, they're going to find something. So it was the it was he had church in the facility like on Wednesday. Sometimes he would stream his church service from what the you facility mean? during practice. No, 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 no. Like at night, like Wednesday night service, he'll just set up a computer in, in the facility, and he'll just preach, and then his congregation can watch, can stream it from at home or from the church. So if y'all was on the road, he was he was preaching from wherever he was. Well, on the road, I don't know. I know at home he did. It'd be like at seven o'clock at night. So okay. nobody was in there, mm-hmm. and then you know. One particular issue was, um, from what I heard, was his views on um, gender or marriage or uh, what the Bible said Mm -hmm. on your sexuality. Okay. And our head of our business, who he just went to the Hall of Fame, he was uh, one of the he was the brains behind All Star Weekend. Like this dude, he created the All Star Weekend. Mm -hmm. Rick Welch, like genius business. and, and he celebrated as one of the top execs in sports mm-hmm. on the business side. And, and he's gay. Mm-hmm. So there was conflicts with that that was, you know, widespread. Everyone was talking about that. You think Mark Jackson is blackballed from the NBA? I do. Yes. Wow. Wow. Davis, that's a mouthful. Uh, he said a lot. He said right a lot there. in that clip. What Absolutely. do you think? Well, first of all, I think it kind of confirms what most people believed anyway. Uh, there's video out there of him actually talking about what he felt when he was asked during his tenure as head coach about what was going on as far as uh, marriages and certain uh, with certain people here in the United States. So, sure, I think it, for me it confirmed what we already felt, and I think the fact that he hasn't seriously been up for NBA jobs has kind of been ridiculous and I think the NBA really needs to take a hard look at if we're trying to open up and respect people that has to go both ways I agree I, I agree with that I just uh, that is uh, something I had not heard uh, but I heard some other things about about why he may not be coaching but that is on the record from Andre Godala. I got to get this other thing in because we need to talk about injuries right um, so the Breakfast Club asked Andre Iguodala from the Golden State Warriors, who's the blame for the Kevin Durant injury? That's a tough part, too. You think about it. We have a really good training staff. I, I you know, I'll give credit where credit's due. Our training staff is one of the best in the world, and I feel like they got him back. The tough thing is, is when you're an athlete and you're hurt, everybody's looking at you sideways. Mm-hmm. And then being his teammate is harder. Because everyone's feeding stuff in our head when Katie coming back, when Katie coming mm-hmm. back. And the fact that it's the finals. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Last year happened to me. Mm-hmm. I missed the last three games of the Houston series. It goes to game seven. We barely get out of that series. And now they're looking at me like, when you coming back? And I had a I had a fractured leg. and they But it's being put out there like, 
he got a bone bruise. I'm like, no, nah, it's fractured. But I, so I'm fighting with the team. I'm fighting with people. I'm fighting with the media. And then my teammates ask me every day, how you feeling? How you feeling? So with Kay, he getting it from everywhere too. Like, how you feeling? How you feeling? Not just from, you know, the, the team, but from family or from, uh, you know, people close to him. You know, this our moment. This our stage. You know, right. this don't last forever. And, and what they'd always say in sports, oh, he was a tough guy. He played through injuries. You know, you're, you're validated as an athlete if you win a championship or how tough you were. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sit out, it's like, ah, he's not tough. Like, you think about it, the history of sports is all about people's perception of you. And they want they want to get their gratification through you for themselves. And that's just the way of sports, you know. Um, it's kind of y'all fault a little bit, too, though. It's true. Uh, it, it, a, little, a little bit. I agree. But at the same time, is we're taught to maximize our value. Wow. That that's an indictment on the Warriors staff if Andre Iguodala played with a fractured leg and not a bone bruise. Absolutely. And now we think what they were telling us about Kevin Durant, can we trust anything? Can we trust Steve Kerr when he said wow. it was just a calf? Wow. That, I mean, again, this is from one person's point of view, but it's so inflammatory. It's almost like... Iggy's just like I don't give a blank like I'm almost done with the league anyway so I'm just going to speak my mind now he is unusual in that regard he will say things I I told you the story of a disconnect that Andre Godala had with Steve Kerr at some road game that the Warriors lost and it's like you know and he said Iguodala said well you know whatever Master say Master say what Master gonna say and talk about Steve Kerr as like a master of slaves that, I mean, they swept it on the rug. They, they squashed that, but it was just that also was unusual for him to be outspoken like that. Um, and it goes wow. right into what a lot of people felt about the fake tears, as most people reported when they spoke about GM Bob Myers when he held a press conference after, what was that, game five when Kevin Durant tore his Achilles? Wow. Yeah. That's that's something, and that is Tales from the Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. And again, it's just from one po- person's point of view, but he uh, he spilled the tea and emptied uh, the tea uh, on the Breakfast Club right there. And there's other things, too, but uh, <laughs> we got to move on. But that was just amazing. So I- I'll ask you this. At 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Which story surprised you most? The Mark Jackson story or the injury story where the Andre Iguodala had a fractured leg and the Warriors like, no, it's a bone bruise. Get out there and play. Which story surprised you most? 312-332-ESPN. Choose one of the stories that surprised you the most, and we will hook you up with tickets to Camping World 400. We've got three four-packs to give away. We're going to give away two here. So caller one and caller three. Regular line, 312-332-ESPN. Tell Sean which story from Andre Iguodala from the Breakfast Club surprised you most. And we'll hook you up with tickets for Camping World 400 taking place on June 30th on Sunday at the Chicagoland Speedway. Win these for someone or go to yourself and have a good time uh, in Joliet. We have got Ryan Hollins at the top of the yard. Also, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday comes your way at 930 all part of the mix right here on Under the Hood. Jonathan Hood. Cause all we trying to do is do good. Put on my hood when I walk through hoods. On ESPN 1000. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. 
giving away Camping World 400 tickets to the Chicagoland Speedway. If you want to go, call her one, call her three, three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. You're listening to the show, and you're available on the thirtieth of June. You never win anything, and now you get an opportunity to win. It's our way of saying thanks for listening to Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood right here on ESPN 1000. All right, coming up after Sports Center, we hear from Ryan Hollins, his thoughts about NBA free agency. Also, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. If you're a wrestling fan, stay by listening to Vice and how you can win tickets between now and 10 o'clock and Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. we got something special for you for what's going on on the mat world, as Chet Kaufick used to say. All part of the mix right here on UTH. Jonathan Hood. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? When I would have asked tomorrow, y'all thought it was winning? On ESPN 1000. Maybach music.